and welcome to GBG Cast. I am John Cartwright, and our dads are not here. There's no Derek, there's no Ash, there's no Steve. So we can do whatever the heck we want. And when I say we, I'm of course talking about Brandon Miracle. Hello, Brandon. Hi. Hi, and Daniel Arbor. Hi, Daniel. Hi, John. What's up? <laughs> yeah, the usual format. We're, we're going to follow it somewhat, but we're throwing all the rules out the window. We can do whatever we want. We're home alone. We're going to throw jelly everywhere, and our dad's got to clean up when they come back. But uh, yeah, how are you feeling today, guys? Daniel, how I've already are you got the jelly usually? out. Oh, look at that. Oh, he's got his, your little she slime. The jelly is here. The jelly <laughs> is here. But yeah, how are you feeling emotionally, Daniel? Are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. Um, last week, uh, I had a time. like I wasn't able to be here on the GBG cast last week because I was helping to run um, EmblemCon, which is a Fire Emblem Discord-only convention online. Uh, we told over Discord, we told over Twitch. I feel like I'm still advertising it now, but it doesn't really matter because it's over. <laughs> but um, it was fun. We got to host some cool panels with some very interesting individuals, including uh, those in the Fire Emblem community uh voice actors that were just having a blast crashing each other's panels as we were having a live um we raised about we, we raised 1232 dollars for doctors without borders throughout that whole Jeez. event which was really nice of all of us so yeah, that was great awesome. um there were some there were slight hiccups during that whole event but overall it was pretty good it, it was a lot of fun we had a lot of talented artists to, that i would em empty my wallets for often to support our community but otherwise, yeah, it was a good time. That was that, that. I was dead after that. By the way, I had um, on Monday was the closing ceremony at like eight 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 a.m. my time. It went on very long until we had our actual work meeting, Brandon, for for, for our other job, and then there wasn't enough time in between for me to go to bed. So I just stood up until our other meeting, which was our actual like weekly group meeting with our little team, and I swear after that. I like after that I stood up and you know you get kind of shaky like uh -huh. like 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 you've been kind of cold or something I, I was like oh I should probably lie down like immediately <laughs> oh no so so I I just passed out for a good long time and uh, I, I'm I'm fully recharged again to do more fun and, and silly dumb things as people might have seen on our channel recently <laughs> and a lot of this stuff is archived right you can still go onto the Twitch and find some of the like the previous streams if you want to. Yeah, we still have a lot of VODs um, available on our Twitch for about another week or so at uh, EmblemCon. It's just EmblemCon on Twitch, and there was a lot of there's a lot yeah, there's a lot of cool things from good interviews with our VAs to really silly fun things like me being a part of an English dubbing of Tokyo Mirage sessions with our other uh, mods, and also people with Persona, which we collaborated with this year. Um, I am disappointed yeah. that the uh, the TMS dub didn't have any singing though. What's that about? Uh, oh, oh, um, one of our moderators actually did kind of sing one of the uh, parts where Kyria is singing uh, a song. There, the the lyrics they're not they're not lyrically fit for singing because it, it, there's no rhyming, there's no like real thought into the stanzas and all that. But she did just sing it over and over. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> it has it has lyrics, but in translated English, but they're not really well like like optimized for singing. So uh -huh. that's I, I probably why they weren't dubbed in the first place. Yeah, it always sounds a bit awkward when you dub songs into different mm -hmm. languages. Yeah, yeah, that's probably one of the main components is why it wasn't translated because you got to pick up the voice actors much more. For for singing, especially yeah. for a game that's that's heavily 
influence with singing. So, but yeah, good time anyways. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? You didn't do Emblem Con, but what did you do? I, God, what did I do? <laughs> uh... I worked on the new video that's up on the channel right now with Steve, the uh, the Wii's hidden add-on. So if you haven't seen that, make sure to check it out after the show. Um, let's see. I also just did a big old video for good old Rogers Base. Uh, he's currently watching Avatar The Last Airbender for the first time. Uh, and I'm editing his uh, his reactions into highlights. And the second episode just went up today. It's the entirety of book two. It's nearly an hour long. So enjoy, enjoy that if, uh, if that's something you're interested in. Um, other than that, I'm just, just vibing. That's where I'm at just right vibing. now. <laughs> just vibing. Just uh, vibing. I'm, I'm furious. I'm fuming right now. And I have been all day. Because uh -oh. I've, I've, I've already vented to you guys about this. But I've not watched the Chip and Dale movie yet. And Twitter. Yes. And websites are just saying, "Wow, let's just let's just make the coolest thing a headline. Let's just spoil it." And I yeah. am my 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 anger is like it's it's around here, which is not that high, but it's fairly high. I wanted to experience that for myself, but they robbed me. Fidel, if you're watching, you robbed me too. You you robbed us all. Fidel. Fidel. <laughs> There was like five or six tweets in a row, all Fidel talking about this, and I was like, "Come on, it just came out." I mean, seriously. Uh, chat saying it's a good movie, though, and I'm sure it is. It looks good. It looks like uh, even if it's bad, it'll be fun. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, yeah, it seems like the uh, reactions to it thus far have been pretty positive. Mm. Uh, movie looks really satirical in a way that I really like. Uh, and I just love that it seems it's seemingly like both a love letter and just a big middle finger to the animation industry. Uh -huh. <laughs> so uh, there's there's probably some good commentary in there. So I, I look forward to checking it out. Yeah, I assume you haven't watched it either, Daniel, or at least not yet. Not yet. Um, I, I, I plan to to see just how how bad it is <laughs> or or good. You know, it might be it just a masterpiece. Uh, who who knows? This is movie of the year. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that movie, but I do wish people would be a little bit more mindful about what we're what we're seeing on there. And is my audio just not working with us right now? By the way, you're coming in and out a little bit. I I can still work out what you're saying. But, I see, um, man. I wonder if I just remove my camera, if that would let my computer make this work. Well, while Daniel figures this out, let me just read out a few donations that we've got. Yeah. So Jaden Buck gave us 10 bucks and says, Crazy question Friday. Crazy question number 39. If the whole world was battling for the most powerful energy source and you were secretly in possession of it, would you hide it? Brandon, would you hide it? Would I hide the most, the most powerful valuable energy, energy source? If people were fighting over it, I, I would see reason in hiding it. But if it's a powerful energy source that's going to be good for humanity, I think my 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 one goal would be to give it to the world in a way that doesn't end in annihilation. Is that possible, though? <laughs> will people just peacefully take peace, or people oh. just battle for peace regardless I, of? If it's I see necessary. that they're. I see that they're asking where would we hide it. 
Oh, where, oh, oh where? Okay, where would we hide it? Yeah, you're right. I would obviously hide it in the sacred realm behind, behind the door of time, in the <laughs> temple of time, uh, in Hyrule Castle Town. That's where I'd put it. <laughs> and a kid accesses it, and then in comes a man who goes, and takes it for himself. I thought it was. I thought it was, uh, was uh, break-in proof, but I, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> you got a like... donation from Scarlet Dragon, who says Sonic EXE versus Hero Brian. I'm not sure what Hero Brian is. Uh, isn't Hero Brian the the spooky like always follows you around like Minecraft myth thing? Yeah, there's 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 two like creepy pastas going against each other here. Um. Sonic I would probably say, I'd probably say Sonic EXE. That thing actually made me not sleep for a little while when I first saw it. So it yeah, I think I'm in agreement Sonic. there. Is is the Tails doll in that? It is, right? Yeah, I think it's, so. It's I like, think it's, it's part of it. Bloody eyed Sonic is for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Tails doll is like nightmare fuel for me. So that is actually legitimately scary as well. Like just, just that face. So yeah. Sonic.exe for me as well. All right, we'll get back on topic in a little bit. Just one more donation, though, which is 50 bucks from Aramis Bermus. I'm sorry if I said that completely <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, you're good. Uh, but, hello, GVG crew. Can't watch live, unfortunately, but still popping in to show my support. Happy for those across the pond, though. Glad the show isn't happening in the dead of night for them. And uh, again, love you all and good vibes. And yeah, this is a really good time for us in particular uh, because, well, we, we all live not in the Pacific time zone, so it's nice to embrace the rest of the world yeah i it's nice to not you know see the sun going down during the show <laughs> yeah <from> my perspective <laughs> and i've not really been on an episode before and the main reason for that is because we air at midnight and then um by the time we finish it'll be like 2 a.m for me and with a kid like that, that can't happen no way yeah the only episode we had john on was our premiere episode and we haven't had you on since then and it's it's just good to have you back again yeah we also do have a few more donations, which I, I guess we can quickly go through, and then we'll get back to the show. But uh, five Australian dollars by GKid64 says, Hey, GVG crew. I've been a fan since GX in 2016. I live in Australia. It's almost 5 a.m. for me. It's also election day. P.S. Chippendale is great. Well, thank you. Well, yes, thank, thank you. you so much. Were we all... I didn't, yeah, I guess it isn't like a global convenient hour, but what, what hour is convenient for everybody if it's 5 a.m. in Australia? Um, Game and Watcher uh, ninety six give us ten dollars, saying, "Speaking of Fire Emblem, and since you three are uh, the only ones in the team I know who were actually played uh, Rivals of Ether, uh, who would win in a fight, Lucina or uh, is that Cla Claren? Claren, Clarion. I I mean, by default, I'm a pick Lucina because she is uh, one of my favorite characters in Fire Emblem. I will always root for her. I will always be upset that she doesn't have an original move set in, in Smash Brothers. But I sure. mean, we can imagine a game where she does have an original one, like Hyrule Warrior or Hyrule Fire Emblem Warriors has um, potential to, to implement that to a fighting game as well. That's good reasoning. That's, I can't argue a, with that. This is a tough one. Like. Claren's got a little bit more in terms of like future tech. Uh, that's it, hard to say. I feel like Claren would have an edge just because of time, mm -hmm. not because of skill. Because if it if we're going if we're talking about skill, like Lucina is literally a time traveling sword fighter, so <laughs> I, I think she's <laughs> got it figured out. 
Uh, Daniel, you have frozen. You look very happy in your frozen state, though. I don't really want to wake you from it because you look so content. Uh, I am... we do have a $2 donation from Dr. Wolfstar, <laughs> who says, would you guys use the death note if you had it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on who? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I can't, I can't specify. <laughs> that was an instant answer that I'm a little concerned. <laughs> John Cart... Excuse me? <laughs> there, there are John some Cart, not John Cartwright. <laughs> there are some people that maybe... You could imagine using it on, but I think, yeah... Yeah, I don't know. That that's that's a risky because if you use it, doesn't your lifespan like get cut in half? Oh, I didn't that, know. Oh no, oh no, no. Oh, hey, that's if you use the uh, if you if you use the ability to see people's names above their head, then your life is gonna your life. Oh, that's cut that's right. That's the twist. Yeah. But 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 okay. If you just use the death note when you die, you go to neither heaven nor hell. You just kind of go to this void of nothing. I think when you die. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably not use the Death Note because it's scary. <laughs> what about the thrill? The thrill of the ride, Brandon. There's no thrill when there's fear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I think me, I, I turn off my camera because I think maybe that'll help ease the load and maybe my audio will be a little bit better this way. Uh, it it but, did but I... seemingly fix it. Oh, is it? Am I, am I okay now? Well, I guess I'm just going to be a statue for this episode. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> My computer's you erase someone's name in the death note. Do they come back? <laughs> <laughs> what if you only erase like half of their name? Like, <laughs> what happens then? <laughs> does, do I have to use a number two pencil if I want to erase? Does it matter what kind of penmanship I use? Or I don't know. What if I? If <laughs> it's a lot they of questions. The, they put the death note through the Scantron machine. Tell you. How you get your your state tests done? <laughs> what if I put someone's name in Braille? Will, will that count? It's got to count. I mean, the Death Note doesn't discriminate. <laughs> it, it can it can read different kinds of uh, languages and different kinds of ways of oh, yeah. reading text. Put my name in Spanish, and then invisible then ink. Oh, I don't. Can can the oh. Death Note read invisible ink? Because I mm. feel like if you could use invisible ink, like. If you revealed it later, you could just have their name written in there. And yeah. then you just have like a black light or whatever with you. And you're like, I have your name written down. If you don't give me what I want, all I have to do is turn on this light and, you know, <laughs> man, you're dead. Cam that, Camille, that, just, that. Uh, Camille in the chat brought up a really good point that I never, I never thought about before. Uh, they said, what about people with the same name? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, there's so many John Cartwrights in the world. I know there's, I there's a chef John Cartwright and there's, there's John Cartwright in some show. There's probably some anime rule like, oh, you have to you have to picture their face in your mind when you write their name down probably. or something, so they don't yeah. like discriminate from someone who's just like completely unrelated, who just like dies in the, <laughs> in the in the highway and just kills like more people. According to chat, that seems to indeed be how it works. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, if you're I, I'm watching world, anime. I would say you'd have to draw that, draw their face yourself. Uh, so your ability to use the Death Note is directly proportional to how well you can draw. <laughs> uh, wow. I've got an idea because on... I, I feel like we need to warm up. You know, you can't, you can't just jump into a, into an event without warming up. You've got to warm up. So I've got a game in mind. <clears throat> what we're going to do for this game, right? We, we've all played the Xenoblade series, right? All of us? Yeah. I played all of two. Okay, that that, that's fine. 
So what I've got, <laughs> what's in my mind is we're going to go around in a circle and each of us have to say a field quote or a battle quote. It can be any kind, just, just not a dialogue quote. It has to be a field quote or a battle quote. Uh-oh. And you've got to just go in a circle and keep saying one. And if you hesitate, you're out. But, oh, no, I'm, you, I might not but here's the twist. Here's the twist. You can make up one. And as long as you're confident, then you can just keep going around. But if, if someone feels like it's fake, they can say, ah, wait a second. And uh, if, if it was true and the person accusing you was wrong, they're out. Are, okay. we, are, we, are we confident with these rules? I'm going to try my best. Hmm. So you can, oh, oh, you can okay. BS your way through if you want, as long as you're confident. I think Daniel's got an advantage here because we can't see his expressions. We don't know if, he's, if he's lying. <laughs> but uh, All right. our format right now is Daniel, me, Brandon. So I guess, Daniel, can you kick us off with a, a field quote? Okay. Um. Let's let's let me let me. Or a battle quote. I need I need a okay. Let me get in the headset. Um. I don't want to like lose on the first turn. <laughs> <laughs> God, what does he say? Uh. Okay, time to take you down. Flora heals an aching soul. What a bunch of jokers. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've lost the upper hand. Aren't we intrepid? It's rhyme time. Easy peasy. Thanks, puppy. Beautiful. They don't stand a chance against us. I'm really feeling it. Damn it, that was my next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Are we running out? Mm, let me look at the chat really quick. You can't look at the chat. <laughs> chat, what do you think you're doing? Okay, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, it's just me and Daniel then. Uh, think you can take me? What's inside this box? Is it treats or socks? <laughs> <laughs> I could have done that blindfolded. Water, the source of all life. I don't know what to do, man. Wind is our friend and ally. Healing Halo! Make haste and retrieve it. Thanks for the support. Now. Damn it. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Daniel, you win. By the way, <laughs> wind is our friend and ally. That was made up. <laughs> oh, was that what it said? I was wondering. So uh, when I said beautiful, I didn't know if that was a quote. I just went for it. <laughs> that could have been like any game ever in the in a JRPG. Beautiful. <laughs> you just, 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 just got to add an accent. It's like, oh, Xenoblade. But <laughs> <laughs> well, do you feel warmed up now? Do you all feel warm and, and cozy? I'm all loosened up. I'm ready to go. I mean, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> all right. What video games have you guys been playing this week? Uh, I, I'll kick this off, actually, because I've been playing a few video games. Uh, since Embracer acquired the Western studios from Square, like Tomb Raider, Legacy of Kane, I've been going into some of the older Tomb Raider games. So I, I booted up uh, Tomb Raider Anniversary on 360, and I didn't realize how much Bloom was in that game. Like, it's a very early 360-era game, and uh, it's the brightest tomb you've ever seen in your life. Like, you enter the tomb, and it's meant to be all dark and dingy, but instead, there's this giant ray that makes everything all bright and weird looking. Uh, 
And I figured out apparently the reason it does that is because instead of like making it from the ground up for 360, it's a PS2 game, and and they just sort of put in a bunch of effects, and so the Wii and PS2 version looks better. So I've gone back and played it on the Wii instead, and it's pretty good. I'm liking it. Nice. I the only yeah. oddly enough the only experience with Tomb Raider I have is the the reboot games, uh, and even then only um, with the the first two. Is that Rise of the Tomb Raider or Shadow? I don't remember. Yeah, Rise is the second Rise. and Shadow is the third. Yeah, I just played those two. I never played Shadow because I, I heard reception to that one wasn't quite as good as the first mm-hmm. two. Um, so yeah, Have you played any of these before, Daniel? Um, Tomb Raider is a series that I haven't really acquainted myself with. Um, I, I've, always, I've always appreciated what they've been doing with the series to bring it back and have it be more in, in the public space again but i haven't really gotten to play those games at all yet honestly um it's, it's just on my long list of games in the backlog honestly i got really into tomb raider because my friend's mum loved it uh she was really into the original ones and she had like the pc versions and i remember she got a flight stick for some reason a flight stick <laughs> controller uh, she, was, she was really excited about angel of darkness so she got the pc version of angel of darkness and bought a flight stick controller to play it with for some reason and uh, back then, I was like, yeah, all right, that's normal. But now I think back on Weird. it, I'm like, women, what were you doing? I, but yeah, she, she wow. enjoyed it. I, I want to see what the setup for that would have looked like. <laughs> like, did it, con- act, did it actually control well? I have a lot of questions. I mean, <laughs> she, she played it, so it must have uh, been adequate. Hmm. But yeah, I like the Tomb Raider games. I'm pretty excited that Embracer uh, are seemingly going to be remastering and re-releasing all that older catalog. So I've wanted that for years. Uh, Square have had these IPs for over a decade, and they've they've not done any re-releases. I just want like classic Tomb Raider on Switch. That's all I want. Yeah, yeah I'd love the think... opportunity to go back and play those. Yeah, that'll be my chance to to get into it, just to to go back and with that, if that comes to pass. Um, but yeah, that that'd be a great way for me to <laughs> introduce myself to these because I'm I've been trying to get into more series as I've been um, on this show more often, just so I have more of a breadth of knowledge to talk about things like like this topic but yeah i've also been playing uh, switch sports quite a bit more and um i know there's a lot of hate for this game and i want to call out every hater and say that thank you wrong. john <laughs> thank you this game's awesome it is it's really good i feel like it is incredibly well polished i understand some of the criticisms saying like there aren't as many sports as we sports resort and that's true there aren't there absolutely aren't but I think the replayability factor is stronger than ever. Like it's so fun just to go online and just keep playing. Like when I when I first started playing, I was trying to get to A rank on tennis, and just doing that alone took around fifteen hours just for one sport. And I feel like I barely dipped my toe in things like badminton or um, or just like a couple of other ones, but like football, for instance. Whereas um, yes, a lot of my a lot of my play time has just been going into one of these and thinking about how much replay value comes from just a single sport. And there's like six of them with golf on the way. Uh, you can get a ton. There's a ton of value in there. There's potentially like three full courses we could get out of golf too. Because like if they did the same thing that they did with Wii Sports and Sports Resort, we'll get the the Wii Sports, you know, golf course, which is NES Golf. Yeah. And the one that they added for Wii Sports Resort, and then plus whatever new one they make for this game. Um, I know that's asking a lot, but you know they did it before, so I could only hope they do they do it again. Um, I, I do feel like uh, there, there's something missing. Like we've got all these court-based games. Like we've got tennis, we've got badminton, we've got volleyball. 
and I'm not saying they're identical sports, that would be ridiculous, but they do have like a similar kind of court feeling. And uh, some of that variety from the original, like boxing and baseball, that's not quite here. But hopefully it comes, you know, in the future. But I'm still enjoying what's here now, though. I'm really specifically hoping for uh, basketball from Wii Sports Resort and archery, because I think those are two of the the best sports introduced in that game. Uh, we already have Chambara, so we don't have to worry about getting that. I'm interested on your and your uh, basketball take because I've always um, sort of seen basketball in sports resort as like it's it's good for me. Like I think it's just it's cool to flick your wrist and just kind of throw it, but I never really got that into it. And um, I, I, I think can't... it's I, I think it's because like between me and my friends, like uh, we didn't play the three point mode, the one that was like you know half court basketball. We did the yeah you know the one where you do as many free throws as you can. Uh, we just had a lot of fun competing. We would like spit. I literally play that for hours, just seeing who'd get the best score because we were constantly cool. improving. Uh, and yeah, it was just really fun for us. So I think part of it's probably just missing that experience and mm -hmm. wanting that back. Um, but I think with the switch, there's more possibilities now. Like you look at soccer uh, in this game, and oh, yeah. you have full control of your character. I think if they did that with basketball. Uh, you know, we could have a really cool experience this time. Yeah, that could be awesome. And, you know, I feel like, too, Wii Sports Resort has its highs. There's lots of good games in there. But there's also a bunch of middling ones. And um, I'm not sure that's true with this one. I think um, Switch Sports is pretty much all highs. Whereas stuff yeah. like, uh, you know, um, you've got, like, the surfing ones, the Frisbee one. Like, they're, they're all fine, but they're nothing that you, that you really linger on. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah they're, they're kind of the sports. They're they're kind of the sports that you would go in, play once, maybe twice, and then just stick yeah. to your favorites for the rest of the game. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to get to see how some people can really get a lot more mileage out of certain games like basketball. Like I don't really see many people saying that they've uh, invested that much time to it. Like they'll play it and be like, oh yeah, that's cool, but but they all go back to other games in that collection like archery or apart from brandon or, who Charm yeah is a big basketball guy apparently <laughs> that's me <laughs> all about sports ball now now we know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um but being able to play certain things with with the added motion like being able to just actually move around a bit and and do maybe things with with that implemented as well with motion control like basketball that would be really interesting to see how they can make that work or even with like archery even um, move around on a field with uh, with uh, moving targets or something that you can more actively apply yourself to. There, there's, like a, there's, there's a lot of room. Training. Yeah, there's a lot of room for that sort of <laughs> Link's crossbow training. The sequel will finally return. Link as an optimal uh, optional skin to unlock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, I just want to see boxing come back again. Um, I. I uh, my dad spent so much time with boxing. He would like work up a sweat trying to beat the game and trying to like beat Matt, who was a legend mm -hmm. <laughs> in that game. Whenever you knock um, someone down, do you guys put your Wii remote and nunchuck over your head so that your character just kind of goes like, Ugh. oh, uh, yeah, every time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't see me doing it, but like, I am the, <laughs> I am the one who did that. <laughs> I think that is a like global instinctual response. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh, personally I've been finding soccer to be really fun. Soccer was actually the sport going into the game that I was not expecting to really have that much fun with because totally. it just kind of looked slow and 
mm-hmm. kind of uncouth. You know, uh, it looked like bad Rocket League, which I know is really <laughs> ironic to say, but you know, I mean, Nintendo have already done bad <laughs> Rocket League with Blast Ball, so this is oh, the yeah, don't agenda. remind me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's like Rocket League, but with people. Isn't that insane? <gasps> but you know, I my one of my roommates, Joe, and I we we went online, uh, two players, and went into soccer, and we found ourselves really enjoying that mode. Just like strategizing, calling out plays. One of us would be goalie, and just working it out instead of you know aimlessly chasing the ball like half the people online do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's really fun. Um, just surprisingly so. So good on also, you. Also, there's Nintendo. the pass button. Don't <laughs> ignore the pass button. Yes. If you, if you hold it down, it goes directly yeah. to them. And I, I try and use it as much as I can. My teammates do not understand that, that there is a pass button. There's Don't a button it. to tell people to pass to you too. Like, there's a you know the the communication features are in there to make that sport uh really shine. Uh, so for now, that's actually my favorite game in the collection. Uh. <laughs> Awesome. Which is not what I expected going in. Very nice. What about you, Daniel? Anything that you've been playing other than Switch Sports? Um, well, the thing I played just the other day with Brandon was the uh alpha codes we got for oh, multiverses. Yeah. We um had a good time playing that on our stream, uh Goodbyes Arcade that you all can check out on our Twitch channel. Uh, the VOD's still there for another couple of weeks. Uh, we had imagine a good time. Just the URL right here. Just imagine <laughs> it's like sitting there. We'll 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 we'll, we'll be we'll, we'll show it somewhere. But uh, but yeah, like I don't know what everyone's first impressions was going to be going into this game, but I think we were both pleasantly surprised as far as what we were experiencing in like as far as the mechanics go, what they are implementing, uh, just the the quality of the customization um the animations and all that a lot of it just felt a lot more whole and complete than certain other smash clones that (laughs) not that those shade not that those shaded anybody that doesn't want to be compared in that sort of way but um yeah i i felt myself finding this to be a lot more of a complete experience and something that i think me and brandon will go back into more like through this alpha build and also when the game comes out Mm -hmm. yeah i could not believe like how much fun I ended up having. Um, the thing about multiverses that really strikes me is just how much it hones in on the co-op experience. Mm-hmm. Like they want you to play 2v2 because like so many abilities in your moveset for most of the characters, uh they they like add buffs to your partner. Like like Shaggy can go Super Saiyan, which is just cool. Um, he can also spawn a sandwich and throw it, but we found out that if you're playing co-op or 2v2, when, when he goes Super Saiyan, it gives the Super Saiyan buff to your partner too. Oh, damn. And if you throw the sandwich at your partner, it heals them. So there's just a lot of these little micro mechanics built into each character that make pairing them up feel unique based on, you know, combinations that you do. Uh, it just this is an approach to a platform fighter that I haven't seen before. And it's really refreshing uh, and it's really polished. So if you, if you got into the alpha and aren't playing it, you should really try it out. There's they're doing some cool stuff here. I've not tried it myself yet, but I've, I've seen Twitter just filled with uh, really cool interactions. And uh, one thing that I think is awesome is <laughs> this is one thing where if Velma is crawling, it makes the screen go blurry temporarily. <laughs> 
Yep. As if she's lost her glasses. That, that's yeah. so cool. Her, her, um, like, yeah, her crawling animation is literally her trying to shuffle around and grab her glasses that are falling on the floor. And it, yeah, the awesome. blur is yeah. little little things that they added that remind me of that old Sakurai polish that they didn't need to add, but it's there and they feel more of, of, of a complete character because of it. Like there's the characterization of all these characters that are there is really like on point. Yeah. I don't want to dunk on the unspecified other one, but uh, I think Nick, Nick Brawl was okay. Um, and I think if you were a kid who was like a big fan of some of those franchises, like SpongeBob, I think you'd have a good time with it. I mean, I had a decent time with it, but it didn't really have that level of polish. It didn't feel like the characters were really there uh, in a cohesive world. It didn't really feel like it was really uh, pulling from their source material much. And more it was like, hey, let's make a Smash game with them. Whereas this seems to properly be embracing, you know, all the IP. You'll you'll like say like you pick Shaggy, and you end up fighting in the Batcave. He will as soon as the fight starts, he'll comment about how he's in the Batcave, <laughs> or he'll yeah. be like, "Hey, maybe That's Batman cool. will let me drive the Batmobile." Um, and they'll also talk to their partners at the beginning. Like the level of interactions available are are like crazy like more than you'd experience in a game like smash brothers uh even the alternate costumes have their own voice lines and own character interactions man so like, like shaggy Puyo has Puyo level shaggy has a alt costume that makes him his rich uncle and he'll you know he'll talk with like a, a british accent talk about how much money he has but then the other characters when talking back to him will talk about how much money he has like it's really neat there's yeah, there's like, so much good. interaction there yeah, Vilma will actually indicate like, oh, it's Uncle Shagging or Shaggington, whatever, whatever his name is. And <laughs> it, it's like, what in the world? Say that again. <laughs> uh, is, is is that what is Uncle Shaggington? Was that his I name? think it's Shagsworth. Sh 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 Shagsworth. <laughs> you know, what? it could be any one of them. Uncle Money Shags says <laughs> <is> spicy. <laughs> that it's all part of the the universe now, like. Like the the fact that all these alternate costumes, well, the, there's not very many alternate costumes because I think all the colors are indicated by what team you're on. But for the ones that do change their outfit, like that level of detail to to give their alternate skins more voice, um, it just just speaks to how much care is being put into this game. And um, yeah, this is something that Smash can't give you because that the whole every everyone on this roster they have a move that works um both in 1v1 but also in a two-player co-op aspect like brandon was saying so like wonder woman's whip when you use the whip um it, it'll either grab an enemy and pull them to you so you can follow it up or grab your ally and pull them to you with a defense buff and also like just in, from safety um just just a, a one example there's so many examples in this that we could go on over and over about but yeah, just that that interaction in that that leaning into that two v two as we saw with that initial trailer is is something that I think is pretty smart of it to do because it's it's something that as I, as we mentioned um, something we don't see in these in these kind of two D brawlers so far. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to try this now. Like this was on my radar already. I think when it was revealed, I was like, oh, it's another crossover fighter that these are getting kind of tiresome now, but. I think, yeah, this really does seem like it's doing something different, um, which is, I think that's the direction to take. Like, don't just try and be Smash, but try and be exactly. your own thing. Yeah, yeah I, I I think that's the best thing about it, like you said. It's just the fact that it's not just trying to be Smash. The, I think seeing this at Evo 
exclusively in a co-op format, it's really going to show off what this game is about. And I'm excited for people to really start understanding that because that's that's not something that I got just from looking at it, but but playing it and experiencing over the couple hours that Daniel and I had, we really started to to realize how much depth there actually is. Yeah, uh, I think this game can go far. Uh, anything else uh, before we move on that you guys have been playing this week? Uh, I have so many of you know that I wanted to try and get Dragon Quest Nine multiplayer working. Oh yeah, on, mm-hmm. on online for stream, and unfortunately, that just isn't possible, <laughs> given given the uh, current state of uh, technology. Mm. Um, so, my my wife and I have been playing it locally together, oh. and it's super fun. I've never really played this game multiplayer. I got it when it first came out and played it as a solo game. It was my first Dragon Quest. Don't recommend doing that. It's not a good time. <laughs> uh but playing it with another person uh it's just like a really smooth experience like she enters my world and then we do my story and she's just part of all the story events she gets to experience the whole game but we get to do it together and that's really neat uh it's basically it's basically like a precursor what they did with dragon quest 10 um remake this game please put it on switch uh I would really love to play this with all of you. <laughs> we need a patron goal where I can fly out to your house and we can just play Dragon Quest together. All the way through nine. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Every single one. Um, we do have a few other Super Chats in there. There's a $5 donation from Vedran. Um, there's a few uh, to get through. and We've got a sponsor to read through, so I'll just read out their names for now. Uh, Claxon gave us a $5 donation, and we also have a £5 donation from Alan Wilkinson. So thank you so much for those. But this episode of GBG Cast is sponsored by The Game Orb. The Game Orb is a YouTube channel that brings uh, commentary and gameplay footage from Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X game systems. With games like Splatoon 2, Sonic Colors Ultimate, and Mario 64, they can be seen on the channel alongside others. The Game Orb will also be adding Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu to the gaming collection. Be sure to subscribe to the game or by the link in the description below. Okay, yeah. so stuff has happened this week in terms of news, Ooh. and uh, I think we can discuss a few of them. So um, the PlayStation Plus Premium Pack we've known about for a while, and it launches in three days' time in Asian markets. But recently, they have given a little bit of a peek behind the curtain in what we're going to be getting. And uh, I'm sure you guys have already looked at it, but there is a link in um, in our little doc over here. If you want to look at all the stuff. But basically, what they're going to be doing, well, they've at least highlighted a few launch titles, and they've given us, let's just count them real quick. There's one, two, three, four, five. I think there's around 10 PlayStation 1 games that they've specified are launching on day one. One PSP game. And then there's also a selection of PS2 games, but they are the PS4 versions. So if you remember those, they did a PS4, PS2 classics line last generation, where they gave us like Ape Escape 2 and Jack and all that. Uh, and they're based, instead of giving like new PS2 emulations, they're giving the old PS4 versions. Uh, so what, what are your impressions and what they've shown so far for PlayStation Plus Premium? Are you happy? Or uh, are you a little bit like, eh, I thought there'd be more than this? I'm not so I... sure. Uh, I didn't really play a lot of PlayStation's offerings in those first couple generations. I didn't really hop on the train until PS4, to be honest with you. So 
it, it's a little harder for me to gauge as someone who doesn't have a lot of experience with a lot of these. Um, that said, just having them at all does make me interested. I don't know if that counts for something. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't know if it makes me interested enough at that price point. Yeah, Moon and our live audience said, aren't the, PS aren't the PS4, PS2 games bad? And uh, yeah, they're not great. Like, Ape Escape 2 has a lot of texture issues. Uh, Jack has a lot of texture issues. And, like, a lot of times things would just flicker. Um, it's not great emulation, that's true. No. Maybe they'll address it for this. I don't quite know. But uh, some of the launch titles, for those who haven't looked at it yet, for PlayStation, we've got Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, which is everybody's golf everywhere else in the world, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, and uh, IQ Intelligent Cube. We've also got things like uh, Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms World Party, and Worms Armageddon. And those are all the PlayStation 1 games we know about for now. Uh, does that excite you? Hmm. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just... <laughs> I mean, because like, there's, there's so much. This game's cool. Yeah, I'm so glad. I never played I'm... it though. Well, now you can because you should. But I'm glad Abyss Game is on there. And certain random games like Mr. Driller, I'm happy that's on there. I, I don't know yeah. if anyone else has played Mr. Driller before. Um, amazing soundtrack. But uh, it just feels like there was room for more. And uh, I, I don't know, like like the price of it is kind of asking a lot for for legacy games that I feel like we could have had many more of or, or like a, a wider diversity of because uh, all of these games like in some capacity have been ha have they've had like their own hd collection of, of some sort within sony's offerings and it, it's like well what about all the niche games that i that i have on my ps2 library that i won't be able to play with this service that i i was kind of hoping i'd be able to see um i, I guess a lot of them are just kind of expected maybe i don't know if that's the right word for it but what do you think I expect more. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. One one thing that kind of stings is uh, PS3 games are streamed. We've known about that for a while. Uh, I'm sure it's because PS3 is kind of hard to emulate, even yeah. though people are mm -hmm. doing it. People are emulating PS3. <clears throat> uh, so I don't think it's impossible. But one thing that does sting is some HD remasters of PS2 games are only available on PS3 right now in their selection. So Eco, a, PS2, like, a pillar stone of the PS2, is part of the Eco HD Shadow of the Colossus collection from PS3. And uh, I don't know why they wouldn't just offer both. That's starting to seem a little corner-cutty to me, like, in a bad way. Uh, like like you said, I understand the whole PS3, you know, streaming dealio. Like, I, that makes sense. But why not offer the games on their original platforms when they're already being offered in this service? That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. On the positive side, though, uh, Ben Studio, who did like Days Gone and uh, Bubsy 3D, they, they have confirmed that trophies are going to be in these. So when you play uh, some of these PS1 games, there will be trophies for the very first time. Is that more exciting? It's never been something I've personally cared that much about. <laughs> But for the people that do, you know, that is a nice bonus. And I, I'm willing to give them some credit there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, trophies are something that I, I don't... I, I guess it kind of lets you know, more or less in quotation marks, if you've done everything in the game, that you, that there's, if you've experienced everything that there is to experience. And there's people who really value that. There's people who are really, like, big completionists, and they want to see that platinum trophy go off. And then it's really exciting. Like I, I've had that happen too, where I, I told myself I want to platinum this game because I really enjoy it and I want to be able to say that I've done everything there. And there's a little marker for that. But most games, it's just like I just want to 
reach the credits, maybe do a little bit of the post game and then move on to the next one. But for those that are really fans of it, that that's really cool though to have that implemented. I, I get the impression from this whole service that the legacy stuff is seen as like a bonus to them. Because uh, if you look at everything else, I think it's a pretty good service. Like if you look at their PS4 selection, you get things like, you basically get their entire first party library. Like everybody's golf is on there. Gravity Rush is on there. The Last Guardian's on there. Uh, pretty much everything they put out is on there. Uh, also a bunch of third-party stuff. And if you were to just subscribe for those, I think you'd get like you have a pretty good time with that. But just personally, as someone who's lived through that generation already, and I've played the highlights, I feel like um, that doesn't do much for me. I just want to mm -hmm. play PS One games on my PS Five, and uh, for one hundred pounds a year, one hundred twenty dollars a year, however much it is, uh, that is a huge ask. And uh, with the current library, I don't think it's it's living up to that ask. But uh, hopefully it does improve over time. Um, also, one reason that you, you can't play PS1 discs on your PS5 is because PS5 and PS4 can't read CDs. So it's not like PS3 where you can just put in a disc. is physically incapable of reading that PS1 disc, which right. that sucks. Yeah. But on a positive side, though, if you bought a PS1 game during the PS3 or PS Vita era, on the PlayStation Store, you don't have to subscribe. You can just play those games you've purchased. Really? Oh. Provided they're on the service. So, like, oh. if you bought Metal <laughs> Gear Solid in the past, you won't be able to play that on day one because Metal Gear Solid is not on the service yet. But if but you this is something in... that they're going to build, right? Yeah, hopefully. So, <laughs> eventually, you might get to do that. Yeah. Which is not too unsimilar to what happened with Xbox and their backwards compatibility you know, kind of path over time. Um, so, you know, that that changes my tune a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's still kind of a small start. But if it is going to build up, maybe I'll subscribe later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of want to wait, see it pan out first, see if I want to make a decision to to make that jump. But but yeah. It's not quite what I wanted. I, I I think I just wanted to have something like Xbox, where you can just have this continuous collection that just sort of sticks with you forever. But yeah. um, I, I've heard from several people in like the Nintendo scene uh, that it, like Virtual Console didn't make much sense for Nintendo. Like people would buy Mario and Zelda and Pokemon, and if you look at the charts, you can see the proof of that. Like look at the 3DS charts: it's Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Silver, then Mario Land, and that's kind of it. Uh, a lot of the other stuff gets lost because people just don't, like, most people aren't as interested in those. And yeah. so companies will want subscriptions for that stuff, which sucks for us, makes sense for them. Um, and I think that's just what PlayStation's interested in. Whereas it's cool that on Xbox, you can just, like, play pretty much anything. It doesn't matter if it's a disc that you bought, uh, like, 20 years ago. Like, it's going to work. I'd like to see Nintendo and PlayStation kind of head that direction. I think we are headed that direction with nintendo at the very least like i feel like switch will be that first console where those games just kind of go forward because mm -hmm. i i personally believe that their next system will just be some switch iteration uh and you know sony can make a lot of brain dead decisions sometimes but i feel like it's in their best interest to start doing this now like i will give them a pass if they start doing this now like yeah. you there's no foresight you know, 20, 30 years ago when gaming was just getting off the ground. Like, that I can understand, but you know, this is where we're at now, so you need to start getting with the program. 
Uh, Brandon, you've disappeared in our feed for some reason. You, I can still see you, but in the GVG cast layout, you have become I a have, red void. I have attempted oh, to. I? I have attempted to make our promoter pet work, and unfortunately, uh, we all got shuffled around just a little bit. We had to sacrifice Brandon for the pets. I'm trying oh, to find where where Brandon went. Calm down, yeah. everybody. It's Did fine. You still hear me though. <laughs> I can still hear you. Yeah. Okay, good. As long as I can be heard, that's that's fine. <laughs> it's just uh, a lot happening all at once, unfortunately. This is, no this is good so far. We've got Frozen Daniel and an invisible Brandon. <laughs> this is at the least our gbd cast. <laughs> at least our host is just in the middle <laughs> and just hanging out. Well, um, while we are trying to figure this stuff out, we do have some donations. Uh, so we have £1.79 from Rika's Edge, who says, Hi, what's your favorite Marvel films? Daniel, what's your favorite Marvel film? My film? favorite film. Marvel film? One of my favorite Marvel films? Um, I, I, I mean, I know it's recently just came out. Or the, the probably more recent ones, like Spider-Man, No Way Home, and also oh. Shang-Chi. I really love Shang-Chi. Really it has good, some yeah. of the most gorgeous, the most well-thought-out uh, martial arts choreography I've ever seen in, in film. And it's very I, good. I, it's yeah, we we had we got the me you and Ash got to watch that uh, when we were over in uh, visiting Seattle for Pax West. That was a really fun way to end that whole trip, and I mean that's part of the reason why I I remember it fondly. But yeah, that's one of my favorite ones for sure. That's awesome. Uh, Thor Ragnarok's a very like typical answer, but it, it is my favorite. I think it's just really really fun. Yeah, that's a great movie. I love how much character it has for me. Uh, I think this is because this is the movie that really got me into the MCU. Uh, that's Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Oh uh, yeah, that's just a like a bomb ass movie. I love the the kind of enemy of the state vibes that it gets with you know Cap kind of being on the run from an organization that's supposed to be on his side. Uh, and then of course you have the stuff with Bucky Barnes, which. For me, that being one of my first movies, like it didn't really mean anything to me. But to be there next to my wife, who had been watching these since the beginning, have the reaction to that mm -hmm. uh, with the Winter Soldier was really awesome. And then I was like, OK, there's something here that I didn't know about. And then I started watching all the movies from then. And I was like, oh, I've been missing out for a few years, apparently. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the Captain America trilogy is the best of all of them. Like the, the Iron Man trilogy is fine. Uh, Spider-Man trilogy is pretty good, but Captain America, I think, is just consistently great. It's very solid, yeah. Yeah, it freaking Civil War disguised itself as a as an Avengers movie. <laughs> that <laughs> right? was <Yeah>. incredible. <laughs> I, I've only gone through these movies very recently with with someone, uh, just going from Iron Man all the way up to the end of um, Endgame, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been cool to kind of get that perspective. But but yeah, Captain America always has a really solid lineup of movies as well. Yeah. Well, Brandon's back. Hello, Brandon. Hi, Hello, Brandon. I'm here again. Let's about talk that. about a rumor. So, there is a rumor that's been circling around from multiple sources, but originated from Nate the Hate, and it is about Blooper Team. Are you guys familiar with Blooper Team? Oop. I am not. I can't see that. I'm just by a name, but I might if you if you give so, me an explanation. <laughs> Bloober Team, they make Layers of Fear, but they also make The Medium, which is okay. an Xbox... Well, it's it's on multiple platforms now, but it was originally Xbox exclusive. And it's the horror game with the split perspective. So sometimes you can see the real world, sometimes you can see a more twisted world at the same time. Is mm -hmm. that 
Is that clicking anything in your minds? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. The medium is pretty mid. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty big horror game fan. I played that day one, and uh, it was, it had some good ideas, but it didn't have good execution, and there was very poor representation of many, like mental health uh, portrayals. Um, okay. And I don't think it was very scary either, or very well written. But the rumor is that Konami has allowed them to remake Silent Hill Two. Really? Oh. Yeah, and uh, Silent Hill 2, I think, is the is the pinnacle of the genre. It's a very special game. And to me, this is like giving the kid in class who gets, like, constant Cs and being like, let's make a group project with him. He can be our key speaker. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like the vibe from it at all. I, I think this is a very prestige game, and it feels like they're giving it to a, a cheaper team. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a tough pill to swallow. I, I'd like to think that being given a remake would make things easier in some ways. Obviously, like recapturing the magic from an original game is a very, very like difficult and delicate thing to do. Uh, that's why like Final Fantasy VII Remake for me sticks out so nicely because th there was a lot of things in that game that did capture the magic of that first iteration. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But if they don't have the track record, it's just like, how are we supposed to feel about it, right? Yeah, and um, Blue Team were asked about this as well, and they, their wording is so funny, they don't deny it. Uh, they basically just say, like, um, we're talking... They're asked if they're doing Silent Hill 2, and they basically replied saying, we'll talk about what we're working on soon, which to me just says, like, yeah, we are. Uh, but they've, there's also several other things that leaked from a PowerPoint slide, and it's stuff like we worked puzzles, new endings, and it's going to be time exclusive to PlayStation, but also that there's multiple Silent Hill projects in development, including new mainline entries and side stories. So it sounds like Konami has plans for Silent Hill, and they may revolve around Bluber. It's kind of weird oh, to hear this, just knowing their <laughs> the, the recent history with Konami. Uh, but you know, if any, if this is true, like I'm interested, I'm excited. Like I, I personally haven't played through any of the Silent Hill games. Just because I, you know, I wasn't a PlayStation kid, I didn't really have access to those growing up. Uh, outside of uh, Shattered Memories on Wii, which I was very close to buying growing up, I wish I had. Um, but yeah, it'd be a good opportunity just for me to get to experience these. I love horror games, and this is a big gap in my horror game library. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, Konami, uh, they just had their most successful year ever. <laughs> they. <laughs> They are is, more profitable right now than they've ever been in the company's history. That is crazy. Be because of their like their gambling machines, or not entirely. Uh, a big part of it, I think, actually, the majority of it is from gaming. Um, so in Japan, they have actually been doing quite a bit. They've got their their board game series about trains, which I forget I forget the name of it, but it's sold like four million in Japan alone, and it's not been localized. And it's it's one of the best selling Switch games in uh, in Japan. Really? And it's okay. done by Konami. Um, they've also got like Tokimeki uh, Memorial, which is uh, they've had a new entry last year, I believe. Um, they've also got their collections like Castlevania and Contra and TMNT that's coming up. So they are doing stuff. Um, just a lot of it we're not seeing in the West. I guess Silent Hill as well. Okay. Well, I mean, that's very surprising to me, but 
you know, if they're doing well and they want to put this money that they're gaining into actual game projects, like good for them. Like this is this is what we've wanted for a while. Yeah, more yeah. for it. Uh, Monkey Ball in our live audience says Yu-Gi-Oh as well. And yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh is a huge revenue oh, that's, part yeah, for sure. That's, that's true. I didn't still think still massive. Yeah. They just had a they just had the release with Master Duel, which uh, you know, is free to play, microtransactions, you know, those games always always pump in the cash for these companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know having a game like that is the backbone to work on projects like these um probably helpful yeah it's not been a huge news week but uh saudi arabia have uh, bought five percent oh, no. of nintendo why uh, nintendo's, <laughs> nintendo's a public company oh. so anyone can buy shares they they have no control of that but do you have a reaction to that why why (laughs) this isn't the first time either um they also have shares in uh capcom they have shares in square enix and this isn't the saudi arabia government uh uh, primarily but the prince of saudi arabia does own 96 percent of snk the majority share oh i remember that story from not too long ago right yeah is it common for governments to no, Invest in stock. no, this no. is very not common. Okay, no. <laughs> what? All right, I did think it was weird. I just need to make sure. <laughs> so five percent uh, share doesn't mean much. It means basically if Nintendo profit, the Saudi Arabia government profits, but they right. don't have control. They can't say, "Please make this entirely about Saudi Arabia." They can't do mm-hmm. that. There's nothing that they can change in the culture of Nintendo. But it is weird that yeah. they own five percent of them now. I mean, if you're going to invest in a company, Nintendo probably wouldn't be the one I suggest. They've never had the greatest track record in the market. Uh, yeah, Nintendo's quite a roller coaster as far as their their successes and their failures and their their, their shortcomings. It's a weird one to invest in, honestly. It, if you had bought in during the Wii era or Wii U era, you'd be doing pretty well right now. But uh, I don't think there was I don't think there was much. Uh, to gain from doing this yeah there's been a lot of fear as well that saudi arabia might uh, increase their shares because to begin with they had 33 percent in snk and then it jumped up to 96 percent. and uh from what i gather snk stock market works in korea whereas nintendo are based in japan uh all, all their uh, headquarters and japan have a uh, basically a law that any outside any like foreign entity cannot buy more than 10% of a company. So if Saudi Arabia were to increase their share, it can't go above 10%. But I don't know how much control you have at 10%. That's that's to prevent a takeover, right? Basically, yeah. So it's very hard. Like Microsoft basically can't take over Nintendo. Because you would need at least a, what, a 51% 51, share? 51%. Right. Yeah. And then okay. you pretty much own the majority. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this I don't know what else we can really say about this one, but I think it's just it's just freaking weird. It's I hard. just want to know what they want to do with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, what do you it, want? It couldn't have been to make a profit because you're not they, going to. <laughs> someone that really likes Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. News this week's been pretty slim, but we do have a little continuation from the whole Jim Ryan thing. So if you remember last week, there was an email that went out to PlayStation employees, basically saying. Don't pick sides when it comes to uh, abortion and and whatever else. 
And Insomniac have made a 60-page statement to Jim Ryan telling him to do better. Not only that, though, but Insomniac are also donating $50,000 to reproductive rights. And Sony have a system where they have to match it. So any, any charity donation that comes in from Sony, uh, they have to match it. So you can donate to whatever charity you want, and the company will double that. So I, I guess they're finding a way to make a statement out of Jim Ryan uh, without directly doing it. But Sony have banned them from commenting on this, though. So they can't publicly say we have donated this, even though the story's out there already. Huh. So was this was this leaked information? I, th or... I, it's, I think so. There, there is an interview with, um, with Price from Insomniac. So he might have said it, you know, just like maybe offhand. But uh, Insomniac as a company cannot say that they have donated 50k. Well, good on them for doing this, for one thing. Um, bad on Sony for telling them they can't comment on it. Yeah, yeah, that just makes them look bad again. <laughs> Indeed, um, but yeah, this, I this... I love seeing uh, who was the previous president? Sean Layden? Is he? Is he's been like liking and tweeting about? <laughs> he liked one of my tweets. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like liking tweets that are that are publicly like shaming Jim Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I think I like, is pretty I posted, raw. I posted <laughs> a tweet saying I miss when um when CEOs would stand on stage and talk about Vib Ribbon. And like a few minutes later, Sean Layden liked it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad he's out here, uh, you know, well, he's not doing a ton, but it, having something. that public facing is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, our beautiful patrons are not only talking at the bottom of the screen right now, but they've asked us some questions. And um, I want to lead with Daniel. Daniel, what beautiful patron question did you choose this week? Oh, well, let's see here. Um, as I scroll here and try to find that, do we want to go through a couple more of our super chats? Some of the super chats? Yeah, there's a few in here. Where did we end off last time? I think it was the Marvel one we read. So, Javier Funtes, I'm sorry if I butcher your names. I'm not good. That's probably it. Four ninety nine donation. I feel like the PS5 is more than capable of PS3 emulation at this point. I want to play Sly Cooper without bringing out the PS3, goddammit. Yeah, I, th <laughs> I think they can do it too. It's probably just a question of, will they invest? Is it cost effective? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Denova gave us a four ninety nine donation saying, I want to personally thank John for his Vib Ribbon tweet, as I did not know about it prior. Been loving it. But it's sad that it's not available beyond PS3. You know, I've got I've got something near me. One sec, bear with, bear with me. Oh, John has vanished. John is on a mission. I have in my hands Bib Ribbon. <gasps> oh, there he is. Uh, we also got a one dollar ninety nine donation from Hustlebun, who says, "Do you know why we stopped the car?" Do either of you get that? I have no idea. I, what this is I. <laughs> Hustle button, you're, you're throwing you're throwing us for a loop here. Why do we stop the car? Do we need do we I don't know, are you guys hungry? Do we need to get something? Are you <laughs> mad, Mum? Mum, please don't be mad. Please eat. <laughs> Lethgaric uh, gave us a four nice no donation saying, What's everybody's most anticipated upcoming game for the rest of the year? Ragnarok. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm oh. thinking, I'm not entirely sure I know. Probably Xenoblade at this point, to be honest. Yeah, for me, it's Xenoblade for sure. Xeno, Zeno, Zeno, I don't know. That game with the... With the, <laughs> with the Monado and the Shulk. <laughs> um, 
and oh my gosh, I'm I'm getting more excited for Three Hopes the more I see on it because I know the trailer came out today, uh, showing off the the Black Eagles this time, and last week it was the Blue Lions, and I'm just curious of what they're gonna do with the story more and more because it, it we're definitely getting every single character from the the three houses, probably from Cinder Shadows as well, the Ashen Wolves, and who knows who else because they always throw in some weird ones. But uh, yeah, I, as far as what we know, it's coming out this year. I mean, it would have been. Breath of the Wild, if that was going to happen, but it's not. <laughs> it would have been for me too, but mm-hmm. yeah, that would have been an easy one. But yeah, that's probably mine. And we've also got two bucks from Screamo Shaman, who says, "Check out SilentHill.com." That's why I'm skeptical. I will. Let's check out SilentHill.com. Silent it leads Hill.com. to <laughs> a tweet. What? A w- what? <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I wish <laughs> he was first. All right. All right I'll be good okay, for your then. question now. Oh, yes. Okay. So now, moving on to our patron topics. Um, mine comes from. Oh, gosh. Did I. Did we I. We lost it. It's a gap. We can, we can find it. Do you want me to read your question? And I'll find out who asked it. My question was, um, what is what are your favorite video game duologies? Uh, for example, Ori, Psychonauts, Sin of Punishment, Pokemon Black and White, uh, or Bayonetta. Um, I swear I saw that on here just a moment ago. So I it think was I... from Dat Alpha Lion. Oh, okay, Dat Alpha Lion. Sorry about that. I think I, I cut and copied the wrong portion of it. But um, our favorite duologies... Um, for me, the one that comes up to mind is one that recently became a duology, and that would be... The world ends with you, or otherwise known oh. in Japan, it's a wonderful world. Um, I was fascinated with the first game when it came out. There was like nothing like that had it ever been released when it came out on the DS. Uh, it's probably I, I call it the one game that really showcases every single kind of motion and action you can do with the touchscreen as well as with the microphone. So it really capitalized on every single possible like way you can use, like from tapping, the swiping, circling, drawing dragging like just, just every function possible and it, it works so well with this system of like you know you have to like split your brain in half and and work the the top screen and the bottom screen together and just the world it was so stylish the music the music is still some of my favorite soundtrack between both games honestly and um just to have that sequel happen even this much later after the initial game came out was just such a a happy thing for me for me to see again um continuing the story from the original uh, it's really cool to see how both games kind of um, the, the the story from the first game works in with with the second because they really let you s- feel like you don't need to know the first game to to play the second, but the more you play the the the, the second game, the more you really see like that Neo is taking things from the first game that that you really should know the, the original from even the the additional content from Final Remix on the on the Switch. But uh, yeah, yeah, just really a fan of those two games, and um, um, yeah, yeah. I'm I, a little I, surprised I, you didn't say uh, the Fire Emblem Radiant games. I I guess they kind of count, huh? Because I, I just because I, I just count the whole Fire Emblem series as its own thing. But but that duology of specifically the the, the games that take place in Telius, those are also really amazing. And I wouldn't want to go on for another ten minutes talking about that. So, <laughs> what are some <laughs> of your favorite duologies? Uh, how about you, Brandon? Uh, so John, John put Monster Hunter stories in my mouth, uh, <laughs> before we started. 
but in the interest of not being predictable, I <laughs> I have made a deep cut. Uh, these two games came out actually fairly recently. Uh, they're both great. Uh, I'm talking about Tori 3D. Ooh. These great little 3D platformers take like an hour or two each to beat. They're like 99 cents on the eShop, but just really <laughs> fun, really energetic games. Uh, so if you haven't played them, check them out because they're super cheap, like I said, and uh, you'll you'll get more enjoyment than what you paid for easily. I've heard of those. Yeah. Yeah, they're really, really cool. Uh, there's, surprising, there's like a surprising amount of depth in there for such a cheap game. Like you expect just something very, very minuscule, but there's a, a legit, brilliantly um, crafted 3D platformer in there. Yeah, uh, there's multiple characters to play as, and there's challenges that you can complete, such as collecting all of the uh, the the coins on the stages, beaten certain times, uh, and there's a surprisingly wholesome little story there as well between the two. Um, might be a little creepy at times. So if you're not into the creepy, maybe maybe this isn't for you. But it's it's good. Definitely try yeah. it out. You guys can call me out if this doesn't count, and I'll think of something else. But Sonic Three and Knuckles is one of the best game <laughs> duologies. <laughs> Does that count? I'll, I'll give you that. I oh well, I guess. I mean, it, it was supposed oh, to be one count. game. It was supposed <laughs> to be one game. But you know what? If, if it had to go so far as to introduce lock-on technology, we can go ahead and count it. I know. I think of something else as well, because I think Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are really interesting as well, especially because they are so entwined, intertwined together. Um, like Majora's Mask uses so many assets from Ocarina, uh, and somehow it doesn't feel familiar. Like you see all these characters that you recognize, but the context they put them in feels entirely new. I can't think of many other games that outright just reuse character models and uh, and, uh, and like and somehow make a cohesive feeling sequel, uh, especially they, like a year's time. Those uh, characters it's just such are, an original game. Those characters are so different, despite yeah. being literally the same models, like that it makes it feel more unfamiliar than if they had been different yeah. models altogether. Absolutely, which is a very cool thing. Um, with a... with Zelda's, like everyone has their own favorite, and I don't really disagree with any of them because it's just such a solid series that um, I feel I respect most answers. And with with Majora and Ocarina, I'm always hearing so many points in favor of one and against the other. And to me, though, they, they kind of complete each other. Like Ocarina is the more traditional, um, well crafted dungeon uh, affair, whereas Majora, like the dungeons, don't really matter. Majora, but like, there are dungeons. There's four of them. And they're fine. They're not the focus of the game, though. The focus is the world and its characters, which isn't really the point of Ocarina. Um, like, there's a few characters you can interact with and do side quests, but it's not the focus of the game. The focus is, you know, just getting to Ganon to to beat to beat in the game, and that's that's really uh, it. The legend, the legend, yeah. Whereas Majora legend, is intimate. Oh. Majora is just spending your time uh, in a loop, just spending it how you want to spend it. Uh, and yeah, I, th I think they both have their strengths, and I love them both. Yeah, Majora is such a fantastic look into how you can make a game just you can flip it on its head and, and take things, take assets that you are. But yeah, as you mentioned, you're familiar with, you become familiarized with, but put them in a setting where it's like you're just meeting them for the first time. And a lot of the a lot of the times they're they're kind of um, hitting you more emotionally, too. Like there's so many characters that you want to you know know what their stories are. One of my favorite parts of that game is um when you do the side quests where 
and it sounds crazy for anything out of context, but when you do the side quest where you save the aliens from save the cows from the aliens, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you stay a, a, a day later, you can um, go on a little. Uh, uh, you 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 take that ranch, uh, uh, Romani ranch. Romani, uh, yeah. Uh, Premia invites you to go on a ride to deliver milk to Clocktown, and there's just this little scene where there's this pleasant song. That this song only plays during this time. And she's kind of just talking to you about the world and her friend Andrew is going to get married and the, the town is probably going it, to, it's still on for a carnival, but it's like not looking good because the moon's going to fall. And it's just such a small, intimate moment that you spend with this character and, and you care about them. You know, after, after you do the whole cyclist of protecting the milk, she just thanks you and, and calls you like, oh, you're, you're a man now. You, you've done this. You know, that, that sort of, it's just a fun little wholesome thing where, it's funny that it ends with you getting a, a mask of a cow, but you know that, that's <laughs> that, that's her decision. That's her decision, and I will gladly accept it. And I, I am I am an adult, <laughs> but yeah, so many interactions like that 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 make this world just a lot more uh, fleshed out and and lived in, especially because that you're experiencing it three times or three days over and over. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, yeah, it's such a uniquely crafted game, and I I I don't think Zelda's can get away with doing something like that again and, and being original, you know? If I totally. could describe Majora's Mask in just, like, one sentence, it'd be like having an out-of-body experience when you compare it to Ocarina of Time. Just, you know, experiencing a very familiar yet very different place. Uh -huh. um, it it's There's, like, a dreamlike quality to it that they've never quite captured again. Yeah, that that whole feeling of it is right off the bat when Link falls into the 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 that that one chasm where you see all those symbols coming up, and it's just it's very dreamlike where he, he just transports there, and so many different um, ways to 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 analyze and and talk about like what do all the symbolism mean, and it's just it, I love how it's not all explained. Like that's what makes it fascinating is that they don't explain everything. There's still that mystery to it of why this is the way it is, and and yeah, I just love it for that. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of video game storytelling is don't don't show it all. I let let the story kind of be like an interactive thing with the community. I just let it live on. Mm -hmm. um, but Brandon, do you have a question from the patrons? I do. Uh, mine is a little less profound feeling than the discussion we've had. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this comes from Charlie Bird. It's a uh, favorite character who originated from a fighting game. And once again, John came up with a joke answer when I brought this up with uh, he said ken which was my answer it is in fact ken masters uh i i and funnily enough i didn't really like kind of fall in love with ken as a character until smash ultimate which i know is really weird ken's been allowed around for a long time i've played street fighter games in the past but there's just something about ken that's so like cool and kind of radical compared to ryu where ryu is just this kind of you know, like trained, focused warrior. And then Ken's got this crazy hair. He's he's an all-American dude. I feel like I can relate to him a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I really attached to that. And plus, I, I loved his characterization in Street Fighter V. Um, if I had to throw in another one, it'd be Keelik from Soul Calibur II, uh, just because I love bow staffs, and I think his moveset's really cool. I mean... Not much more to say about his character other than that, but yeah. What about what about you, John? Uh, I'm going to go for the most um, a character with rebellion, a character that doesn't play by the rules. 
So there's there's a character called Twintel, and she comes from a game called Arms, and she doesn't use her arms; she uses her hair. She and sure I does. think that kind of uh, <laughs> like I, I like she doesn't trust anyone; she just does her own thing. And I think I can really relate to that because <laughs> I, I too would not use my arms in a game called Arms. <laughs> so I think that's why she is the best video Bring it game back. fighting game character. Bring it back. <laughs> what about you, Daniel? Huh. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this one because I haven't played too many fighting games, honestly, that like have, you know, its original characters. Like, I guess Smash is like the one I play most because it's Smash. But as far as actual like 2D traditional fighting games go, um, I played a lot of Blaze Blue. Back in the day, like, like I, I played a lot of it with I try to get a little bit more competitive with it back when like the days of uh, continuing shifts and calamity trigger were first out. And um, one of the characters, I don't even know if you all even know, uh, Haz- you know, Hazama from Blaze Blue. He's he's like pretty much the villain in that game. He has like uh, a coat. He's got a top hat. Oh, that's how he's like a fedora. He looks all nice and classy. Uh, and he's a little asshole in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I his moveset is so interesting. Because um, he has like, w- along with his butterfly knives, he has like this chain that goes goes outward, and um, when you press the button when it connects, you can just tether and and whip to that port- point in the, uh, the the field, whether it's another character or if it's like someone that's jumping, you can uh la- latch out and and grab them and then slam them on the ground. It's just an interesting move set, and um, just how just how easy it was to hate him in the game was just it was really fun. I I really like to play. Uh, characters that in, in a game like that, I try to play somebody who's a little bit more uh, unique, I guess, that have a, a move set that you probably wouldn't be your your standard. I don't know. That's just that's just me though. But um, yeah, that that sort of deal. Uh, oh yeah, it's kind of like when when Byleth uses her her upbe, which she'll latch forward and grab, and then you can like it's like a command grab. Is that sort oh. of that sort of deal? But but imagine cool. that move. But imagine that being the basis of the entire move set for like most of the specials. Uh, and that's pretty much how his character works. But that, and um, I don't know. I play a lot of Soul Calibur as well. So I, I would say Keelik because I, I also enjoy both staffs. And I guess Brandon and I are just connected in that sort of way spiritually. I guess <laughs> but, so. But <laughs> uh, I also like, I, I just like Mitsurugi because back then in the day, I was like totally into Samurai. <laughs> back time. It was really cool for me because I, I played back when Soul Calibur 2 was the main thing that I would jump into. So and 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 I can't say Link because he's not a main, he's not an original character. So I'd probably go with those other. Although is is that Ocarina Link or is that Link made specifically for Soul Calibur Two? Hmm. His visual design is like Ocarina Link. His visual design. We could argue that he is an original fighting game character. It's it's the same voice actor as well for Adult Link. That's true. But he also uses weapons from the entire lineage of Zelda. I guess that's yeah. He uses like the Great Fairy Sword and uh, the Cane of Birna, whatever, you, however you say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the you oh the joke weapon was the 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 Bugs Net. That was that was great. He he never had that in Ocarina of Time. So yeah, you have a point there. The Zebgo in the in the YouTube chat says, "Did did Bean the Dynamite first appear in Sonic the Fighters?" You know, if he did, then I'm taking my answer back. Yeah, Bean oh. the Dynamite. Wow. What a what a cool I'm guy make, he was. I'm making some cuts here. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think Brian is looking up the being the dynamite. I am uh, <laughs> backstory. What he debut, Brandon? Let's see, being the dynamite. Uh, Doing fat checks live. 
He is an anthropomorphic woodpecker who competed in a fighting tournament for the Chaos Emeralds. That sounds he, like Sonic the Fighters to me. Yep, first appearance wow. Sonic the Fighters. Hell oh, right, yeah. Man. We've all He's changed such our answer. He's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. He is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I've got a question, too, from the patrons. <clears throat> this comes from Ankil P, who says, From Funky Mode to Bowser's Fury, all of Nintendo's first-party Wii U to Switch ports have had some kind of additional features or modes. What I want to know is, which of these extra features or modes is your favorite? And bonus question, is there a mode slash feature you'd like to add to one game that wasn't brought over to Switch from Wii U? And uh, I think you might have given away my answer within your question, which is Bowser's Fury. Um, there's been lots of really good additional things to a lot of the Switch ports, like Mario Kart 8 gave us Battle Mode, Hyrule Warriors gave us all, like, all the 3DS content on, on, the, on the game itself. Mm. But Bowser's Fury feels like the future of Mario. It feels like something more than just 3D World. But then like 3D World itself was sped up. Um, it was given like multiple players and Captain Toad. It was They really just went all out for that port. There's, there's online play in there. So uh, I, I think it's kind of hard not to argue that 3D World is the, the, the definitive Wii U port, in my opinion. I I mean that was going to be my answer, not to to you know to copy you, but yeah, no. it's it's like you said, it's so hard to argue. Bowser's Fury is basically an entire game just nestled in a game that also got a bunch of improvements. Uh, and you know, I know I know a lot of people here at GVG weren't the biggest fans of Bowser's Fury, which surprised me, but I loved, I it. loved it. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it was great. You loved it. Um. Okay, so all the people who loved it are here. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, people with taste are here today. Oh, right. I see. But if I were to add some features to a Wii port that we haven't gotten yet, and I know there's not many to go, uh, it would be to Star Fox Zero. Uh, it would be a couple oh, things. A, sorry. <laughs> a wolf campaign. It, it, yes, it would be a new campaign that isn't just a retread of Star Fox 64, something a little more original. Um, with way more levels. That that game does not have very many actual levels, uh, which is a bit disappointing. Uh, and also a more involved kind of co-op online, you know, dogfighting mode. Because like the controls yeah. in that game would have been really really cool in an online mode. Uh, it would have allowed for some really dynamic, you know, space battles. And it's a shame that we didn't get to experience that. Now, obviously, you're going to lose the gamepad screen, but I think you can still just kind of do a, a Kid Icarus Uprising-style combat system with some gyro aiming, and that would be sufficient. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it's, it's it's a shame that that wasn't there when it's such a tentpole feature of Star Fox games. There's a few, like, dual-screen gimmicks. Like, I remember that the final Andros fight has, like, an invisible barrier on the TV, but in the cockpit you can see it. But there's, right. there's no reason you can't just press minus and be in the cockpit like any other Star Fox game. Yeah, exactly. It, it's yeah. not that big of a <laughs> big of a deal. As sad as it is to say that, um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot more they could do to breathe more life into that game. Because I'm a huge, huge Star Fox fan, and it's hard being a Star Fox fan. Let me tell you, because we, you know, we <laughs> barely ever get any games, and when we do, they turn yeah. out like this. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I guess another Wii U game would be Xenoblade Chronicles X. Because one, where the heck is it? And two. Like, the way it ended on Wii U, it was like, oh, there's more, but we're not going to give it to you. That, that then just rolls credits. It's it's such an abrupt ending, and it clearly felt like they wanted more. 
it, it was either it's either like there's two things I think w- was going to happen. Either they ran out of of money to do content, or it was meant to be symbolic and be like the story never truly ends if you keep playing the game. I can't tell which they were going for, Uh-oh. but it feels like they wanted to add more. Well, maybe after three, we'll we'll go back to that. But to have maybe. two numbered entries in a row before a sequel to X, writing's kind of on the wall, if you ask me. I guess unless yeah. uh, unless like X two is coming up, and then you know that's why they're not releasing X because they're maybe. waiting to give us X two. Oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe. but <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> Maybe it's part of the re-release. Maybe maybe the whole sequel's in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, what about you, Daniel? Anything that's jumping to mind? Um, yeah, I, I think a, a great example of it is Bowser Fury. I mean, that's it, it's it's adding a game to what was already established as a game. It, it just it's just a nice little structured. Uh, it's it's a nice little roadmap to what they could do for a future Mario game, like a. It's they've done it before with literally the same game with with Captain Toad it, that became its own game. So this is apparently just a platform to to them to experiment to their heart's content and see what we can make forward uh, be its own own title. But um, I also enjoyed what they did with you know just other games like Tokyo Mirage Sessions. They added a, a quality of life things to it. it. Not not a huge amount as as big as Bowser's Fury, but um, like quality of life improvements uh different like costumes that you could have like they added a costume from fire emblem three houses there's a costume from joker <laughs> you can have the main character it's gonna be joker from persona 5 of course because that game's everywhere <laughs> um <laughs> yeah yeah and just other little things that they added that that made it a bit more fun to, to go back and replay it again um but if we were taking a, a a game that's on wii u that we can put onto switch with more features like yeah star fox zero would be great to have some kind of campaign afterwards because this this game has not expanded its story since star fox assault like it, it keeps going <laughs> back yeah. and retelling the story in some way and here's miyamoto saying oh we can't <laughs> we have to it, it, we have to innovate and make something new every time but like just controls really we, we can have a lot so much more with with at least the storytelling to help engage people but slowly it feels like certain people at nintendo aren't really pleased with with storytelling in in uh certain nintendo games and other properties that also have kind of fallen off off the mark as far as it uh, where they used to be but um, it's so weird though when you consider that star fox's origins come from being literally a parody of a soap opera or like a <laughs> soap opera like storytelling is part of the experience that's half of star fox if you ask me so to not have that be a priority feels like they don't understand what's made Star Fox good in the first place. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, if, if I was going to go for another answer, because I don't want to just steal Brandon's answer completely. Uh, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. NES Remix Pack. Just like bring that. Bring oh, yeah. NES Remix Pack and just nice. add super nintendo remix yeah. to it and just call it you know you can call it the super nes remix and it's a that's a double entendre because it's also super nes games but also it's just an advanced version because there's more to it and there, there's oh my god there's so many different combinations of stuff they can do with that as far as like we, we, we've seen all that in in uh the original and and the, yeah i just i wish i would see that again on switch that'd be such a hit i think all right, we've gone through our patron questions. To end off, I actually have one more game for you fellas that I've just thought of and brought up myself. So okay. um, I'm on a Metacritic page for a game from the early 2000s. And I'm going to read out some reviews that Metacritic have chosen as quotes. 
And I want to see how quickly you can get it. I'm going to start off with some of the more vague ones. Are you ready to try and guess this game? Okay. Do we just shout out? Yeah, just shout out once okay. I, read, I read the quotes. And if you haven't got it, I'll read another one. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Superb graphics, excellent music, clever layouts, funny cinema scenes, and ingenious puzzles are among the many bright spots. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh oh that's too broad for me at this Ingenious point Genius puzzles it is very broad wind waker not wind waker right, let's, let's read another one professor layton <laughs> no step into the ultimate playground when you're faced with a challenge or a puzzle you can be assured that the correct way to overcome it is the most fun solution Okay. Oh God! I'm getting sandbox vibes now. Just, am I going the right direction? <laughs> Might be. You said early two thousands. Early two thousands. Oh no! The outstanding puzzle design and tremendous challenge is what's going to make this game a huge hit, despite any of its flaws. Can we? Get like what console it was for because <laughs> I don't know how much we can will this down because I know you cannot right now, but I'm sure some of these mm. will give it away. A king of platform games has made a triumphant return and he has shown he has not lost his step. Super Mario Sunshine, yeah, <laughs> like 10 out of 10 reviews. Reviews that I was reading out just now. It's I would, funny uh, wow, back then. Like, I would not have said that. I lucky 20 hours with nowhere near the 120 shines hidden in Aldolfino. Completionists will want to go back and get everything. And considering how addictively fun the game is, I wouldn't blame them. Oh my god. I, would, I wouldn't be saying that these days. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think we've probably exhausted everything we have here, so it might be time to say goodbye to everybody. I think so. Yeah, thank you for joining everybody. We have some things to read out, though. I believe we we, we are not used to this structure. Our dads Let's aren't see. here. Our dads aren't here. Dad. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. So we're gonna switch this off again. I don't know if if someone's gonna disappear, or fly out to the void, or we're all gonna be here. So uh, we're just gonna <laughs> go ahead and jump on this. So we're just as surprised as you are. Whoa! Sorry, Brandon. I guess you're just gonna be uh, disappeared for now. <laughs> But yeah, we've got our producers on screen right now. Let me know when it's time to read out the executive producers, and I will Yeah. I'm sorry for the many names I'm about to mispronounce. <laughs> All right, go ahead and with the list of executive producers, you're good to go. Brandon Bovia, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Dan Entwistle, Z Paddy, Just Brian, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrier, Sonic X Ethan Mayer, Logan Daniel, Christopher Bucky, The D-Pad, Highly Anticipated, Vismio, Waffle King, Bertel373, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vidran Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yu, Azran127, Black King, Pagoma, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Marvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Dan Shomix, or D oh, Doug Shomix, Andrew Mojuyes, 
Urum, Brady Power, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, Eddie B, Kaid, Kaid, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Jessica Toad, Deneath, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goran Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hooby, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Royoner, Captain Finlander, I'm not good with names, Nathan Steele, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Rayovelix, Synchro Lord, Steve's Mum, hi Steve's Mum, can I, can I say hi to her? Is that just a Steve thing? Hi, Mum. You're allowed. You know, I'll say hi. Kanye Woolley. Skull Kid Tiger. Dark Still 01. Jason U- Uloa. Jaden Buck. Seistic Warrior 29. DJ Jurassic. Super Dang Awesome Unicorn Guy. It's a good thing the names are on screen. Dinner Sonic. Darik. Jeff Ed. Nova the Artist. Star 25. Stagnasty. Mumbling Yeti. Cameron Sharp. Uh, oh no, I've scrolled. Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Willow Pingree, Hustlebun, Moon Knight, Noah Fitter, Calvin Atkinson, Ryan's Fault, Brainchild, Pat Pending, Jim Wakelin, Lauren Bond, Saria Ayla, Andy, Andy Mine P, Ad, Kai the Monarch, Alpha Lion, Lord Metarax, Kyle Gamer, and Barry Rookie. That's all of them. Thank you so much for supporting us. Putting back just in time for the end of the credits, but <laughs> you're all I'm very, out. very sorry for all the names that I said wrong. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll learn them all off the top of my head. It's all good. If you want to become part of our live audience while we're streaming these live, make sure to Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash gbgaming. I believe that's the right URL. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, lots of fun perks there. Make sure you do that, as well as our Discord server, which is where all this chatting is happening. Um, but yeah, thank you. You can also Ooh. find us on Twitch. At twitch.tv slash official gbg, or gbg official is one of those. <laughs> this episode was sponsored official by... Official gbg. It wasn't. It was sponsored by... The link in the description. <laughs> specifically by the link in the description <laughs> <laughs> but i guess we're headed into the post show then yes yeah, so all our patrons come along it's gonna get crazy Woo! Uh, <laughs> all right all until then well bye everyone <laughs> till we meet again <laughs>